Probably Mandy. Are there more wheels in the world or doors? I would, and what's crazy is I would try to answer it. I'd be like, okay, well, I mean, there's four wheels on every car. On every single car. You know. But in a house, how many doors do you could have be in ten, a single? You could have 10 doors in a house, even a small one. Yeah. But what about 18 wheelers? Imagine that. Every 18 wheeler. We could get people to go to one wheels. Though we would greatly reduce the amount of wheels. An entire world of unicyclists. That's what we need. <laughs> hey, welcome to Anchor Points this week. It's the middle of the week, and I'm not alone. No, you're not. <laughs> welcome to the Anchor Points. This is our first official guest. Really, he's going to be the first unofficial host. <laughs> well, I'm super excited and privileged. Like, I've been waiting. I've been, every week, I, I wait for Wednesdays. Anchor Points is coming out. What's Steven gonna say? What's Mandy gonna do? Will there be a dog? Have they taken down their Christmas tree? All these questions I wrestle with every week, never dreaming that one day I would get the invitation or tell you, Steven, have me on. Yeah. And you would obey so and agree. So. I'm so excited to be here in a totally uncoerced way. <laughs> So we welcome you to Anchor Points, yeah. and uh, Stephen, the point of Anchor Points is to bring some further or additional thoughts each week, kind of tie us back to Sunday, right. give us something that we can walk out and apply through the week, and you do a great job. Thank you. Uh, all joking aside, I do look forward to the videos every week, and uh, this week I thought, hey, it might be fun to sit down, a little conversational style. Look back at the message on Sunday. We're in a pretty delicate, you know, yes. topic and, and subject matter on Sunday. Uh, this woman is caught in the act of adultery. She's brought to a Bible study that Jesus is teaching, which is just really strange. So intense. <laughs> you know, so I mean, intense. Yeah, I just cannot imagine being in that moment. She sat down before the crowd. The men say, hey, we caught her, and now the law says... We need to stone her to death. Uh, big question is, is where was the guy? No one knows. Of course not, right? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bring him. But it was a setup. They're trying to get to Jesus. Uh, but in his wisdom, of course, we, we know the story. He doesn't really answer them. Yeah. He stoops down, begins to write in the sand. We don't know what, but it was enough. Their hearts get convicted, drop their stones, they walk away. Right. The woman is saved. Praise God, right? Yeah. It's a, just a tremendous story. Um, but as we're thinking through this area of our lives, this is certainly uh, an area where the enemy can come in and he can find, um, I don't know, some people might say a foothold or an open door yeah. and really wreck families and marriages and just hurt so many people yeah. when we stray outside of God's design for you know, what we would call holy sexuality. Right. Uh, it is a gift. He gave it to us. It's yeah. it's good. <laughs> um, but it needs to be used in this place of covenant. And that's really what we're talking about Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I thought is, hey, 
while we're sitting down talking, maybe we could expand a little bit on some of the guardrails right. or boundaries that, uh, that, that I got into just a little bit on Sunday. We were a little short on time, kind of, yeah. kind of rushed through <laughs> it. And I know, I know a few people had some, uh, you know, some questions. And so I thought, hey, let's use anchor points to maybe address super uh, address some of those questions. Absolutely, Stephen, where do you see in our day and age, you know, of technology, where are you seeing some of the the easiest places that we can get tripped up yeah. or, or get tempted? I mean, it, I would say probably social media, and I mean, I guess to varying degrees, but. Really, I, I feel like even from like the ground level, like there are algorithms in place that are, they're meant to make you want that mm. and, and, to, and to try to behold your attention yeah. as long as they can do it. And to think that they won't, that they haven't figured out that one of the most powerful algorithms is let's put inappropriate images yeah. on there. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of what they're trying to do. They're trying to use that to keep you locked in yeah. long term. And, you know, years ago, if you wanted to look at pornography, it took some effort right. to go find it. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, you had to cover your tracks and, and, and be sneaky about it and all this. But it's not today. No. It comes literally, like you said, the algorithms and the design, it comes looking for you. Yeah. And so it's very, very difficult to, you know, remove all temptation from our lives just part of our lives nowadays, but there, there are some some guardrails, you know, that that we can have. Um, there are certain websites that we probably, you know, figure out. Hey, I just don't need to. Right. I just don't need to go there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain social media platforms that are kind of well known <laughs> for, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, for that type of thing more than others. It's on all of them. Right. But there are some that are more well known. Um, I'm older, uh, I'm, I'm 50, and so I don't know what all the young kids are using. Sure. You're probably familiar with some of them. You work in student ministry. Right. What are some of the platforms that maybe out there mom and dad don't even know about? Right, I was like, I would think that um, the one that I've seen, it's probably the most prevalent, is probably TikTok. Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's a super popular platform, one of the most popular at this point, but it is just so heavily bent towards that, unless you spend extended time like weeding these things out but you yeah. still have to go through that process a lot of times to do it and that's super dangerous i mean it's yeah. putting you in the middle of that content for an extended time and even then it's no guarantee it's not going to keep coming back up um, and then to an extent snapchat is that way as well like because of because it creates this this feeling that you're going to send it and it's just going to be gone yeah it, it sort of it almost lures you into doing things that you would not normally do but but that's not really exactly how it works. Yeah, so we should probably camp here for just a minute because uh, I know I'm learning through my kids and in, in youth ministry that you know the Snapchat. I didn't even know what it was. Right. But my understanding is is you can send a photo to someone, and it's going to disappear within a few seconds. Right. At least you you think, think so. it is or hope it is. Right. And as you said, that leads a lot of, of these young people and probably some old people too, yeah. sending things that they, they ordinarily would not send. Right. So uh, I guess the moral of that story is, you know, parents just, you gotta be involved. You gotta mm-hmm. know what your kids are downloading, gotta know what apps they're using. And it, it, it's not easy. It is super, yeah. it's not easy. Most of our kids know technology way better than we do. And I, I heard, uh, and I don't remember who said it, it was somebody who was 
sort of talking about this one time and they said, if you want to guarantee the end of your child's childhood, then just sign them up for social media. I wow. mean, that's where it, that's the, it's a hard line. Like yeah. they're, they're no longer children once they get into that. Yeah. So, you know, that's lean toward the kids, but of course, you know, us grownups get into that stuff as yeah. well. And, uh, and it's everywhere. You know, you could be scrolling Facebook for a uh, new vegetable soup recipe. Right. And the next thing you know, a video pops up that you, you didn't go looking for, right. but again, it came looking for you. So being careful everywhere, you know, that we can with technology that comes down to our entertainment choices. Um, you know, go online, read movie reviews before you take your money and buy that ticket and yeah. sit down in front of that huge screen for two hours and let someone else kind of share their worldview with yours because a lot of times they don't line up. Right. So um, it's, it's good to check out things. We use things like PluggedIn.com, yep. which is a movie review site we like a lot. Uh, but of course, it's, it's not even just going out to the movies. It's, it's on our TV screens. It's on it's yeah. um, YouTube and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Uh, I want to talk a little bit. One thing I mentioned on Sunday, a couple of people, uh, you know, they had some feedback on and like, hey, we need that clarified. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. I talked about the Billy Graham rule. Right. Have you have you heard of this before? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, so the idea was this great evangelist, Billy Graham, said, hey, I just don't want to put myself alone with any woman who's not my wife. Right. And he lived by that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think one of the awesome results was this. This man had a very long ministry, and there was never any scandal. The ministry continues today. We had a visit from someone yesterday from the ministry that right. you know that was birthed out of what God did in his life, and mm -hmm. so they've got this great legacy. But that was one of the ways that he kept his integrity, stayed above reproach, and that sort of thing. Right. And, and some folks have said, Pastor, that's impossible for me. Sure. And we understand that, like on the job, right. sometimes we don't get to choose every position that we are placed in. Mm -hmm. But what I was trying to say on Sunday is, if you can choose it, yeah. <laughs> then, then choose it. You know, <laughs> and, and we try that here at church. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I was like, it's something that uh, the Billy Grammar was something me and my wife have, have attempted to do. And if anything, it's even expanded a bit since Billy Graham would have been living that out because of. You know, if, if there's 50 ways to get in touch with you now via social media, via texting, via all these different places, I mean, we're even pretty careful about trying to put group chats in place. Like mm. if, if somebody if somebody needs to have an in-depth conversation with me of the opposite sex, I'll usually pull Mandy into that conversation yeah. or vice versa, just to try to remove any of those situations where you're becoming like the emotional support for somebody who is not your, your spouse. Yeah, more often than not, when an affair happens, uh, it, it doesn't start physically. Right. It starts emotionally. It mm. starts relationally, where just a simple conversation starts to happen, and somebody confides in the other, and, wow, we found out we have something in common. Wait, you're having marriage troubles? You wouldn't believe it, but I'm having some marriage troubles yeah. too. And, and the next thing you know, what, what could even be kind of innocent in the beginning could, could lead down a road that, that brings destruction. Yeah. So we're just saying, you know, where it's possible, draw some hard lines around this area of your life. Protect, if you're married, protect the intimacy and that covenant between you and your spouse. If you're single, um, you know, that's a whole other world to think about, yeah. but still God has designed sexuality to only be safe within that covenant of marriage. And I know in, in the world that we live in, 
uh, for a Christian single and dating and all that, it, it's tough. It's a you minefield. Know? It, it really yeah. is a minefield. It's hard to find someone who shares your values and uh, we're praying for you. <laughs> you know, we, we believe in you. We, yeah. we know it's not easy. We don't want to minimize that at all. Right. Um, but at the same time, our job is kind of keep calling us back yeah. to to God's standards. Absolutely. Um, just wanted to look at our little list here that we were, we were talking yeah. through. Um, another one would be trying to have a, a healthy marriage while still living a little bit in your past. Right. You know, and um, I, I talked about Sunday of if you if you have artifacts, gifts that were given to you from <laughs> yeah. an old friend, you know, old boyfriend, girlfriend, take them out in the yard and burn them. Mm-hmm. But but the idea is like I'm not going back. Right. So I'm going to get rid of that temptation. I'm going to get rid of that thing that reminds me of that person. Yeah. I I still smell them. I still see them. Mm-hmm. I still have memories. It's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. You're trying to live in covenant with a person now that you're with that you've made vows to, that you've entered into covenant to. And if part of you is still back in the day, it's going to be very tempting to to move back in that situation. I mean, because you're going to have hard times in any marriage. Yes. And if you've got a if you you got a trophy there to go back and look at the glory days or something like that. Yeah. The glory days, then Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's only going to make the temptation just so much worse. Yeah. And I've been around lots of couples who you know, maybe one one partner would, they would talk a lot about people they dated with or, or dated or, 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 you know, were maybe married to in the past. And I, I often kind of sit there thinking, what is the other partner thinking at this yeah. moment? Here you are in a group of people or, you know, there's a few couples around and, and you're talking about Bill, who you haven't been with in five years. Right. And, and, you know, what's Ted feeling like here? <laughs> He's your guy. Right. And so I just, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Please. Okay? Please stop. <laughs> it's not good. It's not healthy. And uh, we want to do everything we can to invest. If Again, if we're married, to invest in the partner that we have now. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's the person that we're called to love. Yeah. This is your show. I feel like I've just taken it over. What are you going to say? Some words of wisdom, some departing words yeah. of wisdom to uh, to our church family today. I think that, uh, and I even, I, I'm, I sort of alluded to it in, when I prayed on Sunday. I just think that sin like this, because of how prevalent it is in our culture, it's hard to, it's hard to remove yourself entirely. And so you can't depend on just abstaining from it. You almost have to depend on how will you deal with it when it shows up. And I think a big part of the way that you can do that and a big part of the way that you can find victory in that is to remember that you have a Lord that will forgive you and that will restore you if you fall. Um, but he also gives you his scripture to pray. And yeah. there, are, there, there are a lot of times where I think that, you know, you'll look through the Psalms and you'll see these Psalms where David was sort of praying about these battles and stuff like that. And it feels like it, it's not relevant, you know, to you right now. But I mean, you read a Psalm like Psalm 57, where he was, uh, he's like in the cave, um, trying to escape uh, someone who's wanting to kill him. I mean, these are the same kind of things we're facing. He talks in that Psalm about, you know, his enemies were setting traps for him and things like that. And that's absolutely what we're facing. I mean, it's a true battlefield that we're on for the purity in our lives. And so don't be afraid to pray through some of these kind of scriptures that are meant to give you 
encouragement and to, and to fortify you as you're facing these things. Yeah. We're praying for you, church. We want, uh, we want you, we want us all to, to win this battle, to uh, pursue uh, purity, to have healthy relationships and, and marriages that, that God can bless. And uh, so anyway, we just wanted to expound a little bit on what we talked about on Sunday. We're looking forward to being back with you this Sunday. We're going to get into John chapter nine, yep. uh, which is another one. I feel like every week I say, this is one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. stories, but it really is one of my favorite stories one. coming up where Jesus heals the blind man and what we can learn from that. So yeah. thanks for having me on. Yeah. I won't take over every week. I promise <laughs> next week he'll be back to sharing his uh Vegetable soup recipe or yeah. whatever you're going to do. Whatever it is we're going to do. Who knows? <laughs> See ya. See ya.